for a Monday afternoon. Unlike a lot of media outlets that only want guests that agree with them, served somewhat of an echo chamber purpose, I thoroughly enjoy speaking with people who have a direct opposite point of view as myself. I think we learn a lot that way. I think of a couple of recent incidents where we talked to Chico Cromartie, who is running for uh, council in St. Petersburg, about his view on gay people. And I didn't yell at Chico. I challenged him. And I feel like maybe he was a little bit unprepared or I don't know what, overwhelmed maybe. He took some time to get warmed up. I think when he got in here, he didn't necessarily know what he was getting himself into. <laughs> and you just kind of slapped him around a little bit until he woke up. And then he woke up and we never heard from again and he, ne he was never heard from in the news again. This instance is actually kind of interesting because we did an It's Okay, It's Not Okay about this topic in the uh, the drag queen story time before. And initially, nobody in this room was quite sure how to feel about it and, right. and if it was right. I asked honestly if it was fetishizing the transgender community, if kids needed to see drag queens. I understand a transgendered story hour to me at the time, would have been different from Drag Queen Story Hour because a drag queen, to me, was someone who put on an adult burlesque-type show. But then we heard from the lady who uh, who had the bookstore, and it's not that at all. There was nothing risque about it. It's just drag queens reading to kids. And honestly, other than Nambla or white supremacists or black supremacists or any other supremacists, I can't think of too many people who I don't want reading to kids because kids need to be read to. So the story that happened this weekend, Community Cafe in St. Petersburg does Drag Queen Story Hour now. And the headline, ABC Action News, Community Cafe says Drag Queen Story Hour disrupted by several protesters on Saturday. And there were people protesting outside Three people of them were trespassed from the property. The owner of the bookstore, Mandy Keys, the owner of the cafe, rather, said they talk about scripture and shout that we're going to hell and that we're corrupting the children. There was a Matthew Tringali who was uh, listed in the story saying that he was outside the event offering any type of help that he can, but he said we will not sit by idly while children are being corrupted. Matthew joins us right now on the phone. Matthew, thank you very much for your time. I appreciate it. Hi. Uh, when you say uh, you don't want children corrupted, can you clarify uh, for those of us who don't think that they would be corrupted simply by people reading to them what you're referring to? Uh, well, I am a minister. I'm an abolitionist. And I stand out at these events for one reason and one reason alone, and that is to shine a light on what is going on inside these places. This is something that is not supposed to be exposed to children. What? We are now taking children and we're trying to sexualize them. We're trying to bring them into something they shouldn't even be a part of the discussion with. And if, you know, I, mean, I could talk biblically or I could talk fleshly, 
and give you reasons why it shouldn't happen. But biblically, I'm not interested in the Bible part. Just so you know, I, I respect your right to believe, just like I would hope that you would respect my belief that what you believe isn't my belief. So you can keep the Bible part because I, I respect your spirituality and whatnot. But it's not everyone's spirituality, so the same rules don't apply to everyone there. Well, okay. Well, we'll just leave that at that. I'm just Perfect. not sure why then you wanted a minister on your show. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, I, I don't have to agree with everything that you say to talk to you. Do you do you have to agree with everything I say to have a conversation oh, yeah. with me? Oh, no. I thought you were saying I'm not to be speaking of those things. Oh, oh no, 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 no. You can, you, sir, you can speak to anything you believe. I'm 100% okay with that. But when you say biblically... That, to me, says that we all have to believe in the Bible, and we certainly don't. But for you personally, if you think that there's anything improper or evil about drag queens reading to children, I would ask what that would be. What's the evil there? The evil is we are trying to sexualize children. We are trying to groom children. We are trying to take children and place them into situations that they should not in. And really what, the, the, what we're talking about here is we're talking about light and darkness. We're talking about sin and we're talking about things that children should not be exposed to. What is a sin about, uh, about a drag queen reading to a child? What is a sin? Yeah. A drag queen reading to a child? Yes, sir. Sin is you have this person reading to children who can't even fig- figure out the basics, much less everything. They can't even figure out who they are, much less presenting ideas to children. Well, they're not presenting ideas. They're merely reading books to children. And these drag queens, some of them uh, transgender, some of them not. They're merely people who identify or enjoy dressing up as a woman when they were born a man. What's evil about that? These are men that are acting out sexually. How so? What's being done before them is a form of child abuse. Where what is it where is there abuse children, there? The abuse is that children should not be exposed to the wickedness mm. of of what this is representing. But where I, I maybe, maybe, maybe 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 we need to define Let first what phrase it here. Let sure. me make it better for you. Thank you. How would you feel about um, the the convicts, the murderers reading to children? I'd be hundred percent okay with that. I, I would think if I'm a Christian man like like you claim to be, I would think that that would teach a lesson of uh, the fact that you can be forgiven, the fact that just because you have fallen doesn't mean that you're out forever, and that you can reclaim your life and you can still be of good in this world if you found yourself, say, guilty of embezzling and you did 10 years for it. That shouldn't preclude you from being able to read to children. Correct. Correct. I agree with you there. Okay, but what we're talking about here is we're people who are living in sin. They are not only living in sin, they are asking us to live in their sin with them. But where are they sinning? On top of that is you must accept our sin, and then you must also accept that we are now trying to bring children into that sin. Well, well, I guess I don't understand where the sin is because I, I what I know of religion is that you're not supposed to judge and that that's truly one of the one of the biggest sins that you can do is to judge another person. And I don't mean to cast any aspersions on you, but you sound like you might be a little judgy. Well, what you just said, while you say, you know, that is your feeling, that is not what I go by. I go by biblical. Yes, 
Matthew 7, 1. Judge not, lest ye be judged. Okay. But unfortunately, most people forget to read the rest of the chapter. Oh, what's the rest? The rest of the chapter is, yes, you are to judge, but you are to judge righteously. You are not to judge hypocritically. Ah. You must remove the speck from your own eye before you even attempt to help your brother. You know what I'm saying? I suppose so. I, I just I just don't understand where the sin is, I guess. Like, you, you talk of these words of evil and whatnot, and to me, it's evil to know that kids struggle with literacy and not to do something about it. To me, it's evil and it's malicious to look at the world we're in where transgendered people are being killed because they're transgendered, uh, the teen suicide rate higher than it's ever been because they don't have outlets to be themselves and to talk about their problems. Those things are evil. Not having drag queens read to children, that to me is an act of diversity, inclusion, beauty, and love. Uh, I, I'm not exactly sure where you're getting that stuff from, but... I will tell you that the greatest thing that someone can do, the greatest love that you can do, is to tell somebody the truth. Well, the, whose truth, okay. though? Your, like, your truth, my truth, their truth? Like, this is something that, in my opinion, has nothing to do with you. This is where kids are being read to at the Community Cafe in St. Petersburg by drag queens. I don't know, I don't know how that necessitates you inserting yourself in the mix. Maybe you can explain that to me. Well, I am a street evangelist and I am a minister and I will go whether it's at the Scientology Center or the Drag Queen Story or at the abortion mills, wherever I go, I will go to shine light into that darkness. And that is the only reason why we were at the Drag Queen Story Hour. When you mentioned Scientology, fact, you say to- when you said Scientology is a, as a thing of darkness, what what makes their religion any any darker than yours? Why don't they have the same rights that you do or the same respect that you do to believe what they believe that you do? Okay, well, if you want, you yeah, I mean that's believe me, that's an entirely different subject. Scientology. I'm just telling you, I am going to the places where darkness is reigning. Okay. Are you going to the, can I just ask you, are, are you going to the Catholic church then where, where priests have been molesting boys for a long, long time? Are you working to expel the darkness there? Cause that seems to me to be a lot more harmful to children than simply having drag Queens read to kids. Well, 80% of those priests are homosexuals to begin with. And second off, yes, I do go to the Catholic church. Okay. That's good. to know. I mean, I'm not a member of the Catholic church, sure. but that is one of the aspects of my ministry. It's called church repent where we go to the actual churches, and we call the churches into repentance. I got you. John Senning, you have something? Uh, yeah, Matthew, what exactly happened at the, uh, the, the Drag Queen Story Hour? Because I know you did get trespassed. Did you, were you one of the uh, protesters that went inside, and how did you get trespassed? No, I didn't, get, I didn't go inside. I'm a 100% disabled in the line of duty Marine. Thank you for your service. And I, oh, you're welcome. And I was preaching... From the back of my truck, I am able to put my amp on top of my truck, and I'm able to lean and read my Bible and preach. But when I got done, I preached for about an hour and a half. When I got done, I was exhausted. So I got down out of the truck, and I started hobbling towards, there was a table and chairs on the sidewalk. Nobody was sitting in them. So I walked over, and I sat down. And then Mandy Keys came out screaming that I am on private property, is to get off. And I am not on private property. I am on a side. In fact, I'm past the public sidewalk. I'm like right next to the street. 
Okay. And said, but, if you don't, I'm going to get you trespassed. And I said, okay, well, give me trespass. I had to have my leg up. I was in pain, and I sat down and got trespassed. I mean, you could understand why she'd be a little bit averse to having you on her property when you're outside shouting at children who are basically being read to. I mean, I'm not expecting you to agree with her, okay, but well, you could understand. Well, I'll dispute both of those because, number one, it was on public property. And number two, I wasn't shouting at any children, so... Uh, can can you, can you just do me a huge, do me a huge solid? Can you just do me, do me a huge solid, my man, and just tell that lady we're talking to you? And if she'd like to talk to me, she can take the phone. But trying to talk to two people at once isn't gonna isn't gonna work for anybody. Okay. Thank you. I really I appreciate that. Uh, now, listen. Let me ask you this: these these drag queen story hours. They're not recruiting the kids to be drag queens. They're reading Good Night Moon to a bunch of kids. Tell me where there is evil there. Okay. Well, first off, if you're you're talking about one specific set, all right? I, I I do this. I go all over the country doing these things. I haven't been doing it too much lately because my disability has basically kept me down. But this is what I do. I'm a traveling minister. But as far as these kids being corrupted, we are talking about perversion. We are talking about you know, like you said, you don't like to call it sin, but that's where I stand. I stand on the word of God. I, and that's what I even told the police. I, I deal in truth. That's all I deal in. We're and sure. if you don't like my truth, you don't have to like my truth. I'm not going to force my truth on you. That's nice of you. We, we weren't yelling at any kids. In fact, I only saw two kids walk in the front of the building. All the rest of the kids went in the back of the building. So yelling at kids, that's just another one of the taglines it's kind of like the, the pro awards, my body, my choice. You know, it's just a tagline. It means nothing. I see where you're coming from. I disagree, but I see where you're coming from. Drag Queen Story and Hour, the site of... I also record oh. everything I do. Sure. When we are out preaching, we record everything sure. to refute this kind of thing. Yeah, smart move. We're speaking with Matthew Tringali. He was outside the event this past weekend at Drag Queen Story Hour where uh, you know Community Cafe welcomes kids, parents, and supporters once a month to hear a story read aloud. A lot of people would probably say, and, and we've got some phone calls coming in if you wouldn't mind taking them with us, a lot of people would probably say, hey, if you don't like it, great, don't send your kids to it, but but why harass other parents out there who want to do something like that? Well, then I answer, well, you know, if you really aren't into slavery, don't buy a slave. Just don't go to the slave auction. If you're really not into abortion, don't get an abortion, but hey, let me kill my, my child. You know what I'm saying? Uh, no. Uh, Micah? Yeah, it's, a very, it's a very very weak excuse. Okay. You can't say, well, just because. All right? It's very easy to compare things like that. All right. Uh, Micah Rotunda. So, Matthew, I'll preface this by saying I myself am a devout Christian, and I feel it's my propensity in life. I've been called to love people without judgment. And I'll reference a Bible verse um, in James 4, verse 12. It says, there's only one lawgiver and judge, the one who's able to save and destroy but you, who are you to judge your neighbor? So I have to ask you, like, in what regard do you feel like we can slander out another person in the way that they're living their life if you're here to just love another person instead of judging them, but guide them to love another person? All right, well, you know, first off, uh, he had asked the same question basically before, and I'll reference to you Matthew chapter 7. It's always good to read the first verse, sure. but it's always better to keep reading. 
Sure. And so in Matthew okay. chapter 7, later yeah. it says, uh, how can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when all the time there's a plank in your own eye? Plank, Matthew, a plank. Right. So and how do you if I was wearing that? a dress, then you would be able to say, wow, what a plank you got in your eye. Why are you saying something else? But I'm not wearing a dress. Okay. Oh, you understand what the plank and the splinter is, right? Sure, but but are you saying you're without sin? Like like you you come off as if you're someone without sin. You come off uh, as if. Uh, no, believe me, believe me, that is the farthest from the truth. All right, <laughs> at least as a human being. Believe me. All right. You know, I am. I am. I am not. Not without, without sin. I got you. All right, let me, let's take a couple of phone calls. Then, uh, hello, who are you? You're on with Matthew. Hi, this is Christian. Hey, Christian. You're on with Matthew, uh, who was outside the community cafe this past weekend for Drag Queen Story Hour. Okay, so I've been listening to you guys for a little while now and listening to Matthew talk. And I just have a quick question. He said that he shines light on these darkness situations. He goes to Scientology centers. He goes to Planned Parenthood centers and stuff like that. My thing is, especially when it comes to the Planned Parenthood abortion centers, how he might be going out to stop abortion, but what is he doing for the children who are homeless and hungry, anything like that? Why, how is the abortion making me a difference instead of trying to do better for the starving children? Good question, Christian. Matthew, your retort. So what you're saying is, um, how can you love the babies that are not born if you're not loving the babies that are born? Is that what you're saying? Uh, I think the, in, a, in a roundabout way, maybe that might be paraphrasing. That is in a roundabout way. Yeah. Okay. Um, but what the truth is, is that I am only one person. Okay. I can only do so much, especially being a hundred percent disabled veteran. Sure. Now, if you, find out who I am and what I do, you'll find that I do lots for children, okay, as far as children that are alive. Now, do I run ministries for them? No, I don't run ministries for them. Nobody's trying to kill them at the moment. Where I go, people are going to kill them that day. Okay. Uh, And the only thing standing between them and death is the gospel of Jesus Christ. All right. Uh, hello, caller. You're on with Matthew, uh, who is outside the community cafe this past weekend. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Good. Go ahead, please. I just wanted to make a point that every single drag queen out there that ever existed was once a child. And how great would it have been when they were younger to have a drag queen come and read to them to show them that it's okay, that there are people older that are like them, maybe they feel different, and it would be a good thing to to have had a drag queen read to them as a child. It's a great point, Preston. Thank you. What's your response to that, Matthew? My response to that is, well, you know, like I said, if you want, if you think it's it's a good thing to have confused people reading to children, then probably the gospel should be preached your way as well. Aren't we all confused, though, Matthew? Like, I mean, it, you know, these people might have some gender identity issues, but do any of us have it all figured out? Uh, I'm not talking about all figured out. I mean, it's pretty basic. You're either a boy or a girl. Well, it's not that basic. And, I mean, it, it might be that basic uh, to the simple mind. Well, no, but it, but really it isn't. I mean, that's a Neanderthal way of thinking because we've evolved to a point now where it's okay to feel like you're trapped in the wrong gender and it's okay to do something about that. 
What do you, do you feel that yeah, homosexuality yeah. is a choice? But homosexuality is a choice. Okay, so every day you have to make a decision to be heterosexual. No, I didn't say oh, that. Well, that's okay. interesting. Sexuality is a choice. So wait, okay. so so if homosexuality is a choice, then wouldn't heterosexuality be a choice also? No, heterosexuality would not be a choice. Heterosexuality is the norm. It's the norm, but it's not the only. Well, I mean, but, but, but homosexuals breeding to populate the planet. Why? You know? Yeah. Why? Why does homosexuality exist in the animal kingdom? I would ask you then. Like, if it's a if it's a choice, why does it occur in other species other than humans? Well, first off, species up until humans are not as developed as humans. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can agree on that, right? Certainly. Well, some of them. I mean, there are a lot of humans who failed to evolve, but yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We won't even go there. Right. All right. But these animals are animals for a reason. Now, are we animals? Should we be taking our cues for right and wrong behavior for dogs that hump each other? But but what's wrong about a man loving a man? There's nothing wrong about a man humping a man or a woman humping a woman. There's, I mean, there's only something wrong if you choose to label them as wrong. It's got nothing to do with you. So then why does it have to be wrong? Well, actually, it's not that I choose to label them as that. Okay. Just did. The Bible, and you know, you can disagree because you don't believe in God. Right. You know, but so I'm telling you where the standard comes from. You, unfortunately, as someone who doesn't believe in God, can't tell me where a standard comes from. Sure, I can. I, I have my own standards that I decided on my own with my own ethics and principles rather than regurgitate something that's allegedly the word of God. So I would say my standards are just as valid, if not more valid, than yours, sir. And I would say they're not. Well, of course because you would. How can the potter how can the pot actually say to the potter, how can you make me like this? Because I make pots. That's what I do. I, I have the own, my own intelligence, and I can make a pot if I need to. And one thing's for damn sure, you're, gonna, you're never going to see me protesting kids being read to under any circumstances. I respect your passion. And I'll tell you, too. You'll never see me protesting it either. But what are you doing, then? What we do is called gospel outreach. It's preaching. That's it. Okay. Hey, now, I mean- you you can believe, like I said, you can believe the rhetoric of the people who hate and say that they were doing this and doing that and saying this and saying that. But I will tell you, that's why we record everything. Okay. Because the only haters are the ones that we are going there to bring the love of Christ to. Mm. Well, listen. The uh, only people, the only people who wished harm on others were those we came to bring the gospel to. Okay. Uh, again, I respect your passion. We, we we definitely disagree when it comes to how we view the world and morality and standards and drag queens and all that stuff, but I appreciate the time very much, and uh, and thank you for uh, for sticking in there and, and talking to us about it. And uh, anytime you'd like to uh, chat, we're here to talk. All right, let me add just one more thing, because Micah has brought this up. Yep. Jesus did. You know, the man, the man came up to him and said, what is the greatest commandment? So Jesus said, you are to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And you are to love your neighbor as yourself. Correct. Both of those sum up this is the, the, uh, the law. So what we are doing 
is we are loving our neighbors. As I, as I was doing something as perverse as this, I would hope to God that my brother or my sister or whoever would open my eyes to the fact that, I mean, there's something wrong when it's okay for men who are confused sexually to read to children dressed as women. There's nothing wrong with it at all. The only wrong is that you think that your word of God dictates that you have to make them feel like they're wrong, but they're existing in a world of love where there's no negativity at all, except for the the stones which you cast, sir. Yes, Michael Rotunda. Well, and Matthew, I think, so in reference to what you just said, you know, we're supposed to love our neighbors, and as Christians, your desire is to be more like God every single day, right? Amen. Amen. be merciful. sanctification. Right. Be merciful just as your father is merciful. Okay. So that's a reference Mm -hmm. to back in Luke. So if you're living your life merciful, then you would love and accept people. And again, going back to not our job to judge or condemn, but to love people selflessly. And unconditionally. Yeah, but unfortunately, Mike, I mean, that that really is nice, (laughs) but it's not biblical. Okay. I mean, if you look at Jesus, and I would love to sit and talk with you about this, because you sound like a very nice person. But all of you do. In Thank fact, you. I would love to sit with you. But if you look at Jesus, okay, Jesus wasn't loving of sin. Jesus wasn't um, merciful of sin. I'm not saying but loving Jesus of sin. Was, I'm saying lovers of others. Loving of others. Jesus, and that's another thing, okay? God's Word says that we are to hate that which He hates. Hmm. Jesus didn't say those, you know... I would, like I said, I would love to talk with you more about this right because on. what we are doing is the most loving thing you can do. It's not. And that is to rescue someone that's heading to death. In your world, Matthew, but in my world, the most loving thing you can do is act out of love and let people do what they're going to do that brings them joy. And that's exactly what these people are doing with Drag Queen Story Hour. But I appreciate the time very much and I respect your passion, if not your viewpoints. And thank you. And I wish you a good day. And I give you kudos, John Sending, for getting that guy on with us. 727-579-1025. We'll take your reaction to that. And It's Okay, It's Not Okay, a new MTV show that basically opens the door for stalkers to stalk. Next.